Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 266. And today, well, today's episode almost didn't air. Um, I have to say I, uh, I kind of uh, misplaced it in my uh, digital folder here on my computer. And I recorded this back in August of 2016, that is, depending on when you're listening to this, and I'm really excited to be able to share it with you now because it's a really good interview I did with a guy by the name of Paul James Carey, and he actually interviewed me on his podcast and said, hey, uh, you know, I'd love to kind of hear your story and all that stuff, so I, I did that, but as we were going through my interview, he started telling me about his story, and I'm like, well, wait a minute here, I really should probably have you on the podcast, and uh, I actually talk about that in the pre-interview here, which you guys can hear, but I just want to let you guys know, this almost didn't see the light of day, and I'm really, really disappointed in that because it's an awesome episode, and what it is, is Paul talking all about how he took a $30 investment, that's right, $30, $30, in buying the inventory and then turning that into a few hundred dollars and then turning that into a $1,000 and then a few thousand dollars. And that's really how he started. He was a little scared, as we all are when we get started, but he picked a pretty good product, okay? Now, I'm not saying that everyone's going to have that type of success. That's not what I'm doing here is, is, uh, is saying that everyone that just goes out there and spends 30 bucks is going to make that. Not at all. Um, probably not going to happen like that. But it is proof that if you go out there and you start to learn the system, even if you only have a hundred bucks to get started with something to launch it to understand and learn this process. And a lot of people don't think of learning being valuable, right? If you launch something and whether it sells or not, you've learned a ton. You've learned a ton and you, you really need to understand that in anything that you do. And you're going to also hear Paul talk about his, his past as far as what he's done in the past. He's done SEO, search engine optimization. If you don't know what that is, drop shipping, he's done a little bit of that, right? So he, he understands like different parts of the business that can really all come back to support an Amazon startup. Um, and that's really what he did here. But it's really cool to hear how someone kind of went from one thing to the other thing to the other thing, and it just taught them through that process. Um, so really, really excited to uh, to share this with you. But the other thing is, it wasn't all like just roses, right, for him. I mean, he has now that he's really gotten some inventory in and he's starting to deal with his suppliers, he's running into a few snags and he's going to also talk about them and how he's getting through them right now. So I think it's really important to hear not just the wins, but also some of the struggles and some of those things that happen once you get rolling, okay? Because things are going to happen all the time. It's business. It's just the way it works. If you've ever watched Shark Tank or The Profit and you watch those businesses, Sometimes they start really good and then start, they dip and then they go up and then they dip and then maybe they change because they think that there's a new vision, whole bunch of different reasons why, but just want to let you know that there's, there's ups and there's downs, but this one here is a really great story for anyone that's thinking to themselves, like, I, I really, I, I need to have like five or $10,000 in order to start this thing. And I'm here to, to share this with you to let you know, like you can start with whatever you want and, uh, and at least learn the system. All right. Now, before we jump into the interview that I did with Paul James Carey, I did want to remind you real quick, if you haven't heard already, which I've said this on the podcast this past few episodes, we're doing a live event. We're doing it in Phoenix, Arizona. So again, in person, in the same room, 30 of us are going to be there on day one. It's called TAS Breakthrough Live. There are a handful of tickets still available for day one and day two, depending on when you listen to this or when this airs. But right now, there are a handful of tickets left. I say a handful. It's going to be limited to 30 people on day one and 20 people on day two. And I'll just give you the quick breakdown of what's happening. On day one, we're going to have 10 hot seats. So 10 Amazon businesses in the hot seats with one or two sticking points, and we're all going to going to collectively in that room brainstorm on how to get through and bust through these obstacles, okay, these sticking points. Last year was amazing. Uh, you guys may have heard me interview Jarrett, and he talks all about after that event how he was able to bust through, and now he's doing awesome uh, because he got clarity. Um, so that's day one. Day two is going to be about growing outside of Amazon. It's going to be showing you how to build a sales channel, a sales funnel to take your prospect and guide them through the sales process, and then also educate them. And we call this a sales funnel, but it's a way for you 
to really educate and then uh, have your customers come back to want to buy. And uh, that's going to be on day two. Again, limited amount of seats, especially on day two right now. That one's almost full. So uh, if you want a ticket, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash live. If you can still buy a ticket, it will be it'll be on that page. And if not, you'll be put on a waiting list. And if we have any cancellations, we'll let you know. So again, that's theamazingseller.com forward slash live. All right. So let's get to it, right? Let's uh, let's go ahead and listen to this awesome, amazing lost quotes, lost episode that I did with Paul James Carey. Enjoy. Hey, Paul, what's up, man? Thank you so much for uh, hanging out with the TAS audience and myself today. What's going on, man? Hey Scott, how are you? I'm so pumped to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I'm I'm doing well, and I'm excited to have you. And uh, I think we got to really tell people a little bit a backstory as far as how I even, uh, you know, got in touch with you. But then also, uh, you know, got to you know basically reach out to you and and have you on the show now. Um, so why don't I get people caught up real quick? But I mean, people that don't know, uh, you're from Ireland, right? I am indeed. Yep. Yep. So uh, you reached out to me and uh, basically told me a little bit of your of your story and stuff. But then you invited me onto a podcast that you'd started um, called The Income Highway, and uh, I said, "Sure, you know, why not? I'll I'll get on there if I can help. You know, even just one person. Right? That's my whole motto. The whole thing is right. If I can just reach one person. So um, I said, "Yeah, why not?" So then we got talking, and the more we got talking, I'm like, "You know what, I, Paul? I really got to have you on the podcast because you got a pretty unique story." Um, so why don't we dive in? to your story um, really quickly, and uh, why don't we kind of unpack some of what's happened? Why don't you give us a little bit of a background of where you kind of came from as far as like your, uh, I guess, e-commerce kind of start? Yeah, cool. Well, actually, I started e-commerce and all this sort of online um, income really young. I started at 14 years old, and I started that from, I had advertising on a blog, and back then, 10 years ago, it was way easier to drive traffic to a blog, mm. um, you know, whether it was paid advertising or even organic, because, you know, the, the, even trying to drive organic traffic back then, there was so little competition because you didn't have the likes of, you know, WordPress and all these all these different things out there, and there wasn't a lot of people teaching you how to do it, and people just thought it was all scary code and all that sort of stuff. So anyway, I, I was doing that for a while, and I, I got involved with a few other things. Um, and as the years went on, something led me to something else and so on and so forth. And then I actually found out about Amazon and this whole FBA thing because selling physical products was something that always interested me. But, you know, didn't want to have to invest in a warehouse and didn't want to have to be sending stuff out, you know, because obviously you, you aim to get as much sales as possible. And I didn't want my whole day to be spent just shipping orders. Of course. So, yeah. Um, as I had this other stuff going on online, um, my father also has a lot of online stuff going on too. And met up with him uh, it, with him and my brother for dinner one night and uh, he was on his way over to Austin over to a, a conference over there with his partner so I met up with him a, f- a few weeks later when he came back and he was like this conference was all about you know different things you can do online and he's like have you heard about this Amazon FBA thing and I'm like what the hell is that so he starts <laughs> he starts telling me and I'm like are you serious is, is this real and he's like yeah you can send in stuff to Amazon and and they'll ship it when stuff sells and I'm like okay, I got to look into this. Cool. So I started doing a bit of research. And then, like I said, one thing led me to another. And I actually, first of all, discovered dropshipping. Now, I never heard of it before that. But at the time, dropshipping seemed a lot more um, interesting to me because I'd, I was already blown away by the concept of Amazon FBA. Um, but with dropshipping, I could kind of do a similar thing, but I didn't have to invest in stuff in the first place. So I was like, okay, maybe I'll do this instead. Now, was, so this, started, before you, was this before you heard about FBA or you heard about FBA and, and then you're like, I'm just still going to start with dropshipping? No, it's actually uh, that I'd heard about FBA and when I was doing the research that dropshipping was there. Ah, gotcha. Um, it's, it's like how you go on YouTube to look up how to do something on Amazon, you yeah, know, like three hours you. later you're on yeah. a video about whatever, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, um, It was one of those kind of scenarios. So because I didn't actually have to invest in any stock for the dropshipping thing until something sold, I actually decided to go with that instead. So I set up a, a dropshipping thing and there's a company that uh, I was able to integrate with and actually they were able to automatically put certain products that I wanted from my supplier onto Amazon. And at one stage, I had over a thousand SKUs. Now, wow. it, was a, it was a very, very competitive market that I was in. Um, and actually, without giving away what I do now, um, it's actually a restricted category. But it's because of the dropshipping stuff that I, I am unrestricted in that from stuff I've done in the past. So anyway, the, the dropshipping stuff was going well, but I wanted to automate it. So I got in touch with a, a developer who was making extensions for uh, Magento e-commerce. And that's, that's what my website was on at the time. Okay. So... Basically, that extension, what it would do was if an order came in from Amazon, sorry, I had another extension that connected my Amazon and Magento. 
So if, if an order came in from Amazon, my Magento store would register that and it would automatically send that, that information with the, the person's name, their order and their address over to my supplier. So I didn't have to do anything. Wow, okay. So, you know, it was, it was a really great extension to have. Now, it took a lot of time to get there um, and I had to pay the developer quite a lot. But um, it was actually on my birthday that we actually got it running properly. So that was a nice birthday gift to get. <laughs> I guess. So, uh, yeah, so that was running well for um, probably about three or four months. And, um, you know, it was going so well that, like, even though I had a thousand SKUs, I, I knew it was so competitive. Um, but I wasn't going to be going through every list to try and change things and, you know, um, you know, optimize them in all these sorts of ways. I was just like, right, whatever comes in, comes in. It's all automated. I'm happy. So, like, even though there was a thousand things, I was happy to go with, like, like what you say sometimes, kind of low-hanging fruit. Yep, yep. And that was all cool with me. So, you know, it, it was making really good money. I mean, like, you know yourself, Scott, we get this email from Amazon every two weeks where it says your payment is on the way with yep. an amount. And um, I actually had relatives down from the country who were visiting, and uh, we met up with them in, in Dublin city centre. And we were out for a couple of drinks and some dinner, and we were catching up on different things. And I went to the bar, um, just actually, I was only helping somebody bring something back. It was there around. And then uh, it was at, when I was at the bar, I got that email. And I was like, oh, cool, I'm actually getting paid from Amazon. And uh, it was actually my dad who was at, I was at the bar with. And he, he knew I was into this sort of stuff. And he was like, oh, what did you make this month or this week? So I showed him, and it was like just under $16,000. Nice. And he's like, right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we get back to the table anyway. And he's like, show everyone else what you're after doing. And uh, what, the, the, what the email says you got. So I'm showing people anyway. And they're like, that's amazing. They're like, how are you doing this? So I'm explaining it to them. And um, the only bad thing about explaining that to people there and then is that the next round was on me. Yeah, right. <laughs> so so, so if, if you are making uh, a decent amount of money um, and you don't want to buy the rounds, kind of keep it to yourself. Yeah, anyway, cut a long story short, the dropshipping thing, the supplier that I was sending the information to, they had a security breach on their end, nothing to do with me, but because they had a security breach, they changed their system. Now, when they changed their system, my system couldn't integrate with it, and no matter how much I worked with the developer, we couldn't get things going again, and there was too much coming in to try and, um, or, or sorry, to manually send that information of the orders to the supplier, and I was thinking maybe I can hire a VA, but you know, I, I didn't want to get anything too messy, so I thought, well, with the money that I've made now, why don't I go ahead and I'll invest it into my own thing, and actually I'll finally do this whole FBA thing. So mm. that's exactly what I did. But I didn't want to go all in straight away because, you know, you hear people who order like 500,000. I've heard of people even order 10,000 units, first of all. And to be honest, back then, that sort of stuff kind of scared me. Oh, yeah. So I did a bit of research, found a product that I, I liked that I thought would sell. Um, it does it does sell quite well, actually, um, especially at the, at the beginning. So I got in touch with a couple of suppliers, got a couple of samples. Um, one I wasn't extremely happy with and one I was very happy with. So they had a minimum order quantity of only 30, okay? Oh, wow. Um, which was fantastic. Now, that was 30 if you wanted them branded, where they didn't have any uh, minimum order quantity if you didn't want them branded. So I was like, okay, se just send me a, um, a small box quantity, which was six units, okay? So si I said, send me six units unbranded. I'll send them into Amazon. We'll see how this sort of stuff goes. Happy day. So anyway, got, the, got those six boxes. Um, you know, it cost me a very, very small amount to get those uh, six uh, six units. Um, sent them into Amazon, and they all sold straight away, immediately. No PPC, terrible optimization on the, the listing, you know, all that sort of stuff. It was just, I was like, okay, this is this is easy. I'll do this. So I went back to my supplier, ordered again, and then I sent in a box of 48, okay? So I, I wasn't going to bump up immediately to like a 1,000 or 10,000 or something like that. So sending that box of 48, Amazon checked them in. You get the email, your stock is live, it's checked in. So I'm waiting and I'm waiting and no sales at all. I'm like, oh God, what's going on here? So go back in and I'm, I'm like, okay, I'll try this PPC thing. Turn on PPC for a very, very small amount and then sales come rolling back in, start get orga organic sales. Start looking into it a bit more, optimizing the listing, more organic sales, and it kind of just grew from there, really. Now, okay, there's a lot there that we can unpack. Let's let's uh, let's start with this. Okay, let's go back to your your product, uh, you know, or that how you got the idea. Was this something from the idea of something you were already doing in the drop shipping? So you kind of had an idea in that market. It, it was similar enough. It was one of those things that um. I, I always kind of wanted to do, but again, didn't have a warehouse of, and I, I knew that it sold well online. Um, and 
I knew it was an impulse byproduct because okay. I'd seen family and friends and, you know, all those sort of people buy this sort of stuff online without even giving it a second thought. Gotcha. So it was actually, it was about probably about a year before I even started drop shipping that I was like, okay, someday I'll do this and I'll have my own brand and I'll sell this particular product. Okay. Now the next question that I, I have, is you said, six units, that's all you needed to buy. What are those, what are they selling for if you're only buying like six units? Well, to buy the six units, initially, um, they were charging me $5 per unit, which is fair enough because it's a tiny, tiny order. And then I sold them on Amazon for, it was $14.95 at the time. Okay. So I, I was making like a small amount of money, enough that I could invest back in to get more, which yep. is exactly what yep. I wanted to do. Okay. Um, and you know, I, I started at $14.95 and then I actually raised my price to, to $19.95 and they were still selling. And I was like, okay, cool. So I'll, I'll be able to make um, you know a fair bit of money on these. So listen to a, a podcast that was about the industry that I sell in and uh, they had a particular guest on I can't remember that guest's name that day but they were like look if this is what you're selling raise your price don't don't question it just raise your price and see what happens so I was selling them at then 1995 and I was like okay I'm gonna really bump this up let's go to almost double so I put it to 35 dollars which I never ever would have expected to be selling them at and they still sold wow. it, it's incredible Wow. Okay. So there was a demand for it. People wanted it. It was, like you said, an impulse. Uh, now, my next question comes, okay, so now you sell through the 48 pretty quickly. Uh, what's your next move? Uh, the next move was then to get 192. Um, and at that stage, when I went back to order 192, I see I'd been paying my supplier through PayPal before. And I'm very familiar with PayPal. I used it for years with lots of different companies that I've worked for in the past. So I'm very familiar with it. However, when I went to order the 192, they came back and said, oh, we've actually got an issue with our PayPal. We've stopped accepting PayPal payments. Can you now pay us through Western Union? And to be honest, that kind of threw up a bit of a red flag for me. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, I was like, well, th they haven't done me wrong before. I mean, everything I've ordered has been okay. Um, you know, the, the products are reliable. Um, it's, it's exactly what I'm looking for. So I'm like, okay, I'll go ahead and I'll set up a Western Union account and I'll transfer money to you. So anyway, I go ahead and set up a Western Union account um, and then I can't transfer the money because Western Union are like, oh, you have to sign up and fill out all this paperwork. So they sent me paperwork, which took days and I had to fill it out, send it back to them. They were like, then uh, after I sent it back to them about three days later, I get an email saying, oh, we received your paperwork. So I thought, okay, this is this is it now. I'm, I'm in. And they were like, oh, we'll have it reviewed in the next two weeks. And I'm like, oh, oh God. Oh, oh. So... I was actually, I was a, I, at the time I was a gigging musician and I was actually out of the country for a couple of weeks playing a few gigs over in England. Um, so, and I didn't have my laptop. I only had my, my mobile phone. So I actually had to contact my supplier through, my, through emails on my mobile and I had to download the Western Union app and uh, the PayPal app because the money was in my PayPal, go into my bank. Um, and for some reason it wouldn't go to the bank. So there was so many things going wrong at that stage. Anyway, after about two or three weeks, I got everything sorted. The money was sent to them. They got it and they sent the 192 over then. So I was using Western Union for a while. And um, when I started to really bump things up to, to much larger orders, and again, with, with extra products now as well, it's not just that one product now that I have. I've only got two products at, at the moment. But, um, you know, the last order was for 480 units of product one and 500 product two. So it was a fairly large order. Um, in terms of what I started with, really. Mm. And Western Union, just they had a, a massive problem because um, uh, apparently you can only send a certain amount through Western Union each day. Um, and then then there's um, it's like a check on you kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, it's hard to explain anyway. So I, I was like, look, I'm just going to go straight to a bank transfer. So I went to the bank that I have an account with. And I was like, look, I want to send money over to China. And they were like, we don't normally allow that sort of stuff. Um, but if you want, we can make an exception. You'll have to fill out some forms. So I was like, okay, no problem. I'll fill out the forms. So I have, have all the forms filled out and they have to ring their head office to confirm all this sort of stuff to put it on my account that it's okay. And I'm like, and I can do all this online. Then I can log in and send money to China whenever I want. And they're like, yeah, yeah of course you can. So I go ahead and fill out all the forms. They ring head office and they find out actually you can't do it online. And if you want to do any of this, you have to go into the bank if you want to go ahead and do a transfer. Oh, and and they charge a 30% fee for sending to China. Wow. 30% of the overall. And I'm like, no way. There's no way I'm going to pay that. That's ridiculous. I mean, first of all, you've made me sit through and sign up all these forms. And now you can't even help me with what I've got. So I actually just went to another bank, which are only next door, basically, and set up an account with them in five minutes. And I can send to China whenever I want. So that's yeah. what I do now. Well, and, and I, I want to kind of let people know, like, from what they're hearing you talk about. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, there's, there was a lot of roadblocks there. 
in just the figuring out the payment over to China uh, or wherever you're sending money. You know what I mean? So just to let people know, like, you know, there's no just it's the same for everyone. Everyone's going to have a little bit of a different, uh, you know, a different experience, a different obstacle maybe. Uh, but you kept you kept kind of pushing through because you've seen the opportunity. You've seen that you wanted to capitalize on this. My other question, uh, Paul, and maybe the listeners are thinking the same thing. You start with six units, five bucks a piece, right? So yeah. we're talking, you know, not much, like 30 bucks, right? Yeah. And, and now we're saying, okay, that would validate five. Okay, so now you went 48. Okay, so we, we spent a, a few extra bucks there. Why wouldn't you go right from 48 to like 500 or 1,000? Because again, um, because I this was the first time that I actually had invested in my own stock. Gotcha. It was a case of that. Um, you were a little nervous? Exactly, exactly. Okay. And I'd rather take things in steps yep. rather than like having, even if there was only... I had one unit, or even if I started with 100 units and they'd all sold, I still probably would have only bumped it up to 200 then rather than getting a 1,000 or 2,000. Um, to be honest, I just, I'd just i prefer to play it safe in that terms of things. Um, now, I know that there's other people who wouldn't, and um, like even for, for product number two, for product two, I started with the 500 units. Okay. You know, so I was able to get to that stage, but I was more, much more comfortable yep. being able to start with a separate product, learn the system, learn how everything works around, um, you know, all that sort of stuff, actually build myself up. And then with next product, it could be 500. And who knows, even with product three, which I, I kind of have an idea for it in mind, maybe I'll, I'll order a thousand of them up front or 1500. And we'll see how it goes. Yeah, no. And I, I just want people to realize that too, that, you know, when 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 you start, you don't have to start with a, a huge order or a huge amount. I mean, we get people that ask us that all the time. And it's kind of like, you know, we, we do the workshops weekly, pretty much weekly. And we always get the question like, what typically do people start with and typically you know people will start with a couple thousand dollars all the way up to five thousand dollars or even even more but there's people out there that have done exactly what you've done and just started with you know less than a hundred bucks right and then you're able and you know able to really sample and test the market before you actually uh you know put all of the you know all of your resources or more of your resources into that product um, it's a slower pace thing but it's still a way for you to kind of test the waters before jumping all in or even half in. Um, the other question I would have is like, how long was the lead time? It sounds like your lead time was pretty quick. The lead time was quick. This was back in, uh, I think the first one was arrived in April last year and the lead time was so fast and the 48 arrived, you know, within a couple of weeks and then okay. uh, it was, it was 192 after that, that arrived super fast. And then, um, I ordered, uh, there was a few more in between that and then the 480 that actually took a little longer and it was coming up to Black Friday and I was kind of freaking out because I had no stock and I was like I can't miss out on Black Friday so I'm getting in touch with my supplier and they're like oh we're having problems with DHL I'm like oh god mm. so I go ahead and make an account with DHL so I can do this um it's it's known as a, I think it's called DDP, which is where you pay the duty up front because yep. I didn't want to have it, have uh, have my products being stopped at customs and then having to go through something there with them. Um, so there was there was a few different things like that that I had to 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 kind of go through. But um, you know, like like we were saying, you can start with whatever kind of amount of units that you want. And see, if I if I had have started immediately and and went from six units to ordering a thousand, like. Like, let's say for arguments like that, that would have cost me $3,000, you know, with the DDP. I would have felt a lot more stressed and anxious having to, to go through all this sort of stuff with the bank and DHL and all that sort of stuff while I had 3000 kind of just, you know, floating out there, not knowing exactly where it was. Sure. Um, but kind of going back to the lead time then for those 480, they, they did get there uh, about a week before Black Friday and they were checked in and everything worked out. Now, I actually, that stock that came in for Black Friday, that sold out on, I think it was December 18th. So I obviously didn't order enough. And mm. um, that, that's obviously a lesson I learned because that was my first quarter four. Um, and then it was January 5th when I got back to them and ordered again. And I thought that I'd have things back in no time. And they did initially say to me that they'd have them in just before they went on holidays for Chinese New Year. Um, but they went on Chinese New Year and my order still wasn't out. They got back, it still wasn't out. And it was actually, it, it didn't arrive in Amazon until April. So that last one was a very, very long lead time. Yeah. And, you know, and sometimes that can be frustrating, right? Especially when you know that you're out of inventory. You, it seems like you've, you've been out of inventory quite a few times. What's the process of getting your stuff back in and getting sales started again? Honestly, it's just PPC, Scott. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah. Like PPC helps so much. And, and are, are you, are you just basically just turning your ads back on? Are you starting a brand new campaign? Like what are you doing to kind of bring that traffic back? Well, it, when I started the PPC, um, like I, I'm, I'm familiar with kind of Google AdWords. I'd never done the Amazon sort of stuff, but, but I tried a few different things. So this was when Amazon only had their broad match um, mm. kind of stuff in. Yeah. So I, I, because I'm very, very interested in keyword research and all this stuff, I used quite a lot of tools. So I used like Longtail Pro, and I did a couple of reverse ASIN searches on competitors. And mm-hmm. um, I was using the Google Keyword Planner, Uber Suggest, or sorry, Uber Suggest. And um, I was using loads of different keyword tools to get as many keywords as possible. And um, I'd put them into a load of campaigns. And because there was um, like you've only got a limit of about a thousand keywords exactly. you can put yeah. in a campaign. Yep. So I think I had about twenty campaigns. Now some of them worked really well, some of them didn't. Some of them, you know, you know yourself, it's slow process. You go in, you turn off the ones that are just eating up your your budget, yeah. and the ones that are converting really well, that's all okay. You keep them on. So it's kind of been that over time since I started, I've figured out from you know just time and sales and what what keywords work and what don't. That when I get inventory back in, that when I turn those keywords back on, that I know that they're the keywords that convert. Gotcha. And not only that as well, but because now that Amazon have their phrase and exact match. The, all the keywords that had converted really well, I put them into a phrase match, and that currently stands around 12%, and it has for a while now. Wow, that's amazing. 12% ACOS, that is. Yeah, that's great. That's really good. Uh, yeah, because in, in, you know, in uh, what, uh, before they actually did the update, they had the broad match only, and now they, they've, they uh, you know, came out with the broad phrase, exact, and the negative keyword, which yeah, is exactly. pretty awesome. Uh, but it also gives you more things to tweak. <laughs> so, yeah. you know what I mean? It could take up a little bit more of your time. Uh, yeah, but it's worth it, though. It is. It is. Because once you can dial that stuff in, I mean, it's like you said, then you turn it on, you turn it off. Um, you got to monitor it, you know, and, and some keywords that are converting well today might not convert well tomorrow, but you can yeah, see exactly. that. You can see that. Um, okay. So the other uh, thing I'd like to, I guess, maybe dive into a little bit is, okay, so you had this product going pretty well. You're feeling the momentum. You're feeling the confidence. What what now direction do you go with that, with like your second product? Do you try to put a, do you try to put another product in that line or do you go completely different? Well, do you know, I, I kind of, for, for product two, I went against everything that you should do when you're searching a product on Amazon, researching a <laughs> okay. product, that is. I went against everything because what I did was on the Frequently Bought Together, the, the product that was with mine on the Frequently Bought Together, it's an extremely, extremely competitive product, okay? Um, like w- when we talk about like 300 average, um, this was getting 3,000. Like, wow. And that, that, was for the, that was for the first few listings, not just the top one. So it was extremely competitive. But um, my top process behind it was that I could put them together and that I could bundle them. And it's only recently that I've actually realized that, you know, the way you can um, create your promotions where it's if, if somebody buys product one, they get product two free. Yep. And it shows up with a little add to cart just above your description. Yep. It turns out someone actually has to click that particular add to cart. They can't just click the, the regular buy now, even though you've told Amazon on that particular promotion, look, if someone buys product one, they get product two free. It turns out it doesn't work that way. It only works that way if they click the add to cart button under the promotions tab. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So I thought I'd be able to bundle them and it would be okay, but um, it doesn't work that way. So I think actually what I'm going to do is I think for the next one or the next batch that I send in, I'm actually going to send them to somebody who will bundle them together in the States for me before mm-hmm. it's shipped to Amazon. Mm-hmm. And I think I'll actually go with a whole new listing, to be honest. Okay. Yeah, no, that's a good strategy, I think. I think for sure. Uh, and so, okay, so now that one there that you're currently selling, though, that you, you know, that you went and, and launched, is that a variation of the one at all? Is it under the same listing or is it on, or is it on a different listing right now? It's a completely different listing. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. but it's one of those things that go really well together, like... Um, like that recent podcast you did with uh, Spencer Hawes when you were, or, sorry, it wasn't Spencer Hawes. You were doing a, a hot seat yeah. um, and you were talking about how, like Chris Schaefer was saying that, you know, they're selling the garlic press and the garlic. Yes. That's kind of what this was. Yeah, is yeah, other yeah. people were selling the garlic and I was selling the garlic press. So I combined them together um, hoping that that's how promotion worked. And again, it's just something that didn't work the way I thought it would work. 
And it's just something that I, you know, I know for the future. Yeah, no, you you, you do. You, you learn and you can't, you know, just because you launched the first product, you can't expect the second one to do exactly what it is. You have a good idea now. You've learned a lot. You know about pay-per-click and all that stuff, but you got to tweak the plan uh, moving forward. And also, uh, you know, you and I talked a little bit. I, I kind of want you to share that story uh, that we shared when we first got on here uh, or, you know, before we got on actually was in uh, our little pre-talk. Um, yeah. But again, kind of like why we also need to think a little bit further down the road or outside of Amazon. Now, before we share that story, which is a great story, and I want you to share it, but like, did you think it all to yourself or do you now think to yourself when you look at another product, is this product being sold outside of Amazon and can I build something around this that I could then uh, you know, maybe get Facebook ads to start working for, uh, you know, for this product. Do you, do you think at all about that stuff? Yeah, I do. And to be honest, like I'm only currently now setting up my, my website off of Amazon. It's something I should have done a long time ago. And I kind of regret that I'm only doing it now. Um, but, but, but before I dive into that, actually, I'll go ahead and I'll tell that story. Yeah. Tell that story. It's a good yeah. one. So just as you know, yourself got just before me and you actually came on live and we were talking on this interview here, um, you asked me how my day was going, how am I getting on? And I was like, you know what? I'm really happy that I'm here because I didn't think that I'd actually be talking on the Amazing Seller podcast because a few days ago I was working away. It was about one or two o'clock and I got this email from Amazon. The subject line was notification of product removal. So even before I opened the email, I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh God, no, I'm supposed to be on the Amazing Seller talking about (laughs) this stuff. I can't like not have my product live when I'm talking about this stuff. So anyway, click on the email and uh, it says, you know, uh, due to new regulations with the FDA, one of your products in- includes this and they've had a recall and all that sort of stuff. And I'm like, what are they talking about? So I log into Seller Central and um, have a look at my products. They're, they're still live. And I'm like, OK, I'm a bit confused now. Why are they still live and why are they sending me this email? I went back to check the email to make sure it wasn't like a fake or a scam, but I uh, checked it genuinely from Amazon. So and when I was in Seller Central, there's that little flag at the top, a little red flag for your notifications. So oh, I click yeah. on that, hoping it would give me a bit more detail. Kind of just says the exact same thing from the email that they'd sent me. So I'm going through with a fine tooth comb, like, right, I have to find out what's wrong. At the very, very end, like the last line of this email, it says, your products that are affected are, and then they give you a list, and there's only one product. And the one product that was affected was a product that I drop shipped like two years ago that I have nothing to do with anymore. But obviously Amazon still registered it in my my account. So they sent me this email. So I'm looking at that product and I'm like, oh, thank God it's not one of my products of my own brand. So, uh, you know, it was such a scary experience to have. Like I thought I'd hit a major roadblock there. But, uh, you know, it's one of those things where you, it hits you really hard that you're like, you can't be just relying on Amazon because, you know, every day, like, and actually, Scott, this is not something that I, I mentioned quite a lot. I've actually had my Amazon account banned before um, for something that happened way back in the my, my dropshipping days um, because I wasn't sending people their tracking information. So Amazon actually banned my account. So I had to send an appeal to them saying, look, this is what I'm doing. Um, I, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to send everybody the tracking information now, which is what I had to do, which obviously took up a lot of my time. Another reason that I wanted to go ahead and use FBA, but you know, so many of those sort of roadblocks, but you just have to go ahead and fight through them. But again, you can't be relying on Amazon for everything. So what I'm currently doing now is I am setting up a, a separate website and it's, it's hopefully going to be a bit of an authority website. I'm, I'm just using something simple like WordPress and my products are only going on WooCommerce. Um, and for people that don't know, WooCommerce is just, a, it's a very simple plugin that you can get for your WordPress website. And it basically puts a shopping cart on your website. So I'm going to put my products onto that. And if they sell on there, you can use what's known as the multi-channel fulfillment that Amazon provide. And um, basically what that is, is if you get an order off of Amazon, like if it's on eBay, and oh, by the way, I actually have sold this product on eBay before, and I just use multi-channel fulfillment to send it. But what that is, is when you're logged into Seller Central, when you go into your FBA inventory, when you cl- click on your products, and normally where most of us would see uh, send or replenish inventory, if you actually click that drop down, one of the options is create fulfillment order. So if you go ahead and click that for the per- for the particular product somebody's ordered all you have to do is type in somebody's name the quantity that they ordered and basically amazon will send it and amazon well unfortunately now we've only got another month or so where they'll actually send it in an unbranded box if you want i think it's from september september 1st or september 4th onwards i believe everything that leaves amazon warehouse will be in an amazon branded box but you know that that's still no major deal to me at all i mean if, if some people think it's going to be an issue 
I'd put it on your eBay listing or on your listing on your own website saying, you know, please note that they will be fulfilled by Amazon. But either way, it's, it's a great thing to have because no matter what, you don't have to have your products in a warehouse that you've had to rent. You know, having something in Amazon is, is very, very cheap to have it stored there. You know, they actually do a really, really great rate to actually send something out. I mean, it's actually much cheaper than if I was to send stuff here, if I was hosting and hosting my own products in Ireland, send them out. It's actually much cheaper for Amazon to go ahead and send them. It's much quicker as well. And as far as I'm aware, there is a couple of plugins that will automate that for you now. And I'm sure it'll only be even more in the future. Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, when you're selling on your own website, you can use a third party you know, provider that will do that for you, or you can hire a company uh, and they'll store it, but they're still going to charge you. Um, but Amazon also will do that for you, even if it doesn't sell through Amazon. So they're going to be your fulfillment. Uh, you won't pay the advertising fee uh, or the listing fee. Exactly. Uh, yeah. You don't pay you'll the just, referral fee. Yeah. You'll just, you'll, yeah, right. The referral fee, you'll just pay the pick and pack, um, which again, you're going to pay that somewhere else. It might be a little bit more expensive on Amazon. I'm not yeah. quite sure, but you're still getting a reliability and all your inventory is in that one location. Um, so I'm definitely going to be looking into that once we start to do um, the outside uh, deliverable or de delivering because of the, uh, you know, the outside stuff that I'm working currently on. Um, but again, it's nice to have that option. Um, but I think it's really important. And again, getting that email, um, I've gotten emails like that too. And all of a sudden, you know, you're, you know, you get that lump in your throat, you get that yeah. sick feeling and you're like, oh my gosh, you're, you're just like, what is going to, what's going to happen here? Like, am I done? I can't sell anymore. Now, what am I going to do? Like, you don't want that feeling. And I think if we can start to think about our outside channel, and I think also when you're picking products now, start thinking about if these could sell outside of Amazon and not just rely on Amazon's traffic. I think that's, yeah. that's huge. Well, see, the, the beautiful thing about that is that because my initial thoughts on product two was that I can just go ahead and create that promotion on Amazon. And if somebody bought product one, they get product two free. I can actually go ahead and do that on my own one. And not only that, but I can actually even then run Facebook ads and say, look, if you buy product one, you get product two free because product two is actually, um, it's much cheaper for me to buy, especially because, because I bought the 500 at the start. Um, you know, and to actually send the two of them out, I've done the maths on this, to send the two of them out with a multi-channel fulfillment order from Amazon, um, you know, I'm still making quite a bit of profit. So that that's definitely the route that I'm going to be going down. Yeah, no, I, I think it's I think it's great. Uh, and I think sometimes getting that email like that to put a little scare in you will also push you to start getting that other thing moving. Oh, big time, yeah. Right, <laughs> right. You're like, okay, yeah. priority list, that just went to the top. Uh, so yeah, I totally, I totally get it. And you know, anyone out there that's listening that they're like, well, I don't want to do my own website right now and I don't want to, you don't have to. You just have to get started. Amazon's still a great place to start and we, we're going to continue to say that until we we see otherwise. But, but right now it still is. But you just have to understand that if they send you an email that they're going to pull your inventory or your inventory is going to be, you know, whatever suppressed or whatever. Um, you have to go through those, uh, you know, those different channels to try to get it unlocked or, uh, try to get your, your account reinstated or whatever the problem is. Yeah. But see, I think the people who, who get these kind of emails and these notifications and come, come across these roadblocks or these barriers, it's the people who are going to fight through them are the people who are going to win in this like long term. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. You get, you, know, you know, you have to look at it also as a learning experience as moving, moving through it. Um, and I think that you've clearly, you've clearly, uh, demonstrated just by even just sending a wire transfer, uh, that, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, if you can get through that, then you're going to be like, okay, the next thing, what am I going to have to deal with? But don't worry about all that stuff, obviously right off the bat, but just kind of deal with it as it, as it comes. Um, so, okay, let's, we're going to wrap up, but what I wanted to do again is, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about this because I know that people are going to be asking, um, or if they aren't asking right now, there's people that are going to email me and I can point them to this episode, but you're in Ireland right now. So yep. you're selling in the U.S. Uh, market in, in Amazon, correct? That's correct. Okay. Yeah. So what how does that happen for you? I get a lot of people, and I know the answer to this for, for most people, but what is your flow for that? Like getting samples sent to you directly, and then after that, do you send directly in? Do you have an inspection company? Like how does that process work for you not being in the States? Yeah, well, to be honest, I, I thought it was going to be very difficult at the start because what happened initially was I did get those samples sent directly to me here in Ireland. Um, and then when I got those first, uh, it was the first six orders and then the first 48, they came in. But I was finding that if China had shipped it to me, 
not only do I have to pay the shipping on that, but then I have to go ahead and I have to ship it over to the States as well. You know, and it takes a bit more time. And, you know, it wasn't even for an, ins- an inspection kind of thing. It was just, um, I kind of want them to come to me first rather than go straight to Amazon because I had heard horror stories about it before. But to be honest, Scott, everything I've done since then has just gone directly from my supplier straight to Amazon and I've never had an issue. Okay, good, good. That That's good to hear. Uh, you know, and I've got, you know, people that are listeners of the podcast. I've got people that are in my class that, uh, and that are international and, you know, a lot of them will, especially on a large order, um, they will do uh, an inspection, a third party inspection. The one that, that I've been hearing good things about is topwininspections.com. Um, I have no affiliation with them, um, but um, I've been hearing uh, good things about them. They're very strict and a lot of times your order doesn't pass, but it's up to you to say if it passes or not. So they're just okay. going to they're going to bring all of the things to your attention like the box is slightly ripped or yeah. you know this part here <laughs> has a has a you know a frayed edge or something, right? And then it's up to you to be like, "No, that's fine. That's typical when yeah. you receive a product, you're kind of you're usually usually getting those, but they're over the top with inspections. So this way here you know that they are going to be really inspecting it with a fine tooth comb. The other thing is is your supplier if they know that they're handling your inspections, they're going to probably pay a little bit closer attention to detail on yeah. your order because they know if it doesn't get passed, well, you're not going to pay for it. Yeah. Well, and having said that, I've never used a an inspection company because I plan on bundling the products together. Mm. Um, I'm actually, I'm not going to ask my supplier to do that. What I'm going to do is, actually, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was somebody who was on your podcast recently. I, I think the website's called myfbapartner.com. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually going to send some my products to them because they actually, or so their website says, specializes in actually bundling things together. Yes. So, and be- because I, I heard them on your podcast, you know, the guys sound really reliable. And from what I've read, they actually have decent reviews. So I'm actually going to send my products over to them. Um, you know, but that'll be the first time that I actually spend, or sorry, that I send something to an inspection company or to get them bundled or whatever it might be. That's, so that'll actually be my first um, instance of that. So I, I haven't experienced it yet. So I'm looking forward to it. Okay, cool. Um, all right. One last thing we didn't touch on this and I probably should have while we were going through this thing. We never talked about reviews. Did you ever go out and do any promotions for your products? I did. Yeah. I actually, I used a company at the start called needsreview.com and I never saw anybody talking about them. And I don't know why, because they, they did absolutely perfect work for me. Um, I only, I only did 25 because Product one for me isn't really that high of a competitive market. Um, now, there's not a lot of demand in it in, in terms of what there might be for what people will be looking for in, when they're researching product on Amazon. But um, then I went ahead and it's um, I used Review Kick then. I, I was going to say Jungle Scouts because okay. it's, yep. it's Greg Mercer who makes yep. them both. But um, yeah, I used Review Kick then, got another 25. Um, and I'm also using Sales Backer. So, um, you know, I have a fair bit now. And um, to, to be honest, most of them are five stars. I had one one uh, one star review and it was uh, the product arrived broken. So I tried to get in touch with Amazon because if someone leaves that as feedback rather than a yes, review, yes. Amazon will leave that message saying, oh, you know, this is shipped out by Amazon. We take right. full responsibility. Exactly. Whereas if it's a review, for some reason they can't. And I, I actually tried this with a couple of different people in seller support and they said, look, if it's a review, we can't do anything to it. Mm. Which which seems a bit strange to me, but look, I just had to learn to live with the, the one star. But luckily it's been pushed down. It was pu- actually, it was pushed down pretty quickly by ratings that came in after that. Well, you know, I would say though, too on that, uh, Paul, one, one more time, I would say uh, contact seller support again. Um, okay. And, and I would ask for the catalog team and I would definitely do that because um, <laughs> you could contact five people and the sixth person will say, oh yeah, we can take care of that for you or oh, get you in touch about with it, the Scott. right one. <laughs> yes, you know. Um, so yeah. I, I mean, if it's if it's affecting your conversions, then I would. If it's not, then maybe not worry about it. Um, but the problem with that one star two is if anybody else comes through and starts to vote it up, um, then it starts to pull to the top. Um, well, to be honest, my main problem with it is is that when people are, and this is just human nature, but I mean, we see it all the time. You might even do it yourself, Scott. When you are looking at something online and when, when you're looking at reviews, you'll more than likely look for the bad reviews mm-hmm. to see what people are saying about it. And, and it's the same as if somebody does receive a product um, that they've got from Amazon, if they are extremely happy with it and they tell all their friends and family on Facebook about it, they won't go and leave you a good review. Whereas exactly. if they have a problem with it, yeah. they'll go straight to Amazon and leave a bad review for you. It's just human nature. Yeah, no, it, it is. And uh, and it's funny because I'll do the same thing when I'm looking at products. I'll look at the, the negative reviews just to see if they're going to pertain to like what 
what's important to me. And I'll give you guys a a quick example. I think I've already shared this once, but I'll share it again because we're talking about it. But um, I just purchased a glass whiteboard for the wall, right? And it's got mag, it's uh, got magnets with it, so you can actually put magnets on it. It'll it'll kind of hold up a piece of paper if you wanted it to. That's not important to me. Um, I didn't buy it for that. I don't really care even if I put one magnet on it. Okay, I just want it to write good and erase good. So people were complaining that the magnets didn't hold the paper well. So instantly, I'm like, doesn't pertain to me. Does it erase well and does it write well? Yes, yes. Okay, I'm buying it. So I didn't care if there was a whole bunch of negative reviews on it as long as it wasn't with writing and erasing and if it wasn't like a piece of junk. Um, So just to let people know, like when you get those negative reviews, you got to look and see what people are complaining about, but then also try to fix that. Now, if this company would fix it so the magnets held better, they'd have a better product. Yeah, definitely. So, um, all right. So I just thought I'd share that. Uh, okay. So that's awesome. So what is like one thing that you would tell someone like just starting out, that's kind of like thinking to themselves, like, yeah, I'm just not sure. I really want to get into this e-commerce game. I want to be able to start selling some stuff online. I'm just not really quite sure. Like, what would you tell that person if you were sitting at the bar with them or in the coffee shop? Do you know what? I actually ran into this yesterday because, um, my little sister, she's only 13, but she, she knows I've got my own podcast and all that sort of stuff and that I talk about this, this sort of stuff a lot. So she's like, Paul, you know, I want to go ahead and do something like what you're doing. I'm like, okay, in terms of what? Because of a, a few different things going on, not just Amazon. Um, so she's like, but actually, I, I do want to sell something on Amazon. I'm like, okay, cool. She's like, so what do I do? And I'm like, okay, where's the best place to go? So actually, I sent her to your free private label course. Oh, nice. And, she, and actually, she signed up for the... Um, for your webinar tonight as well. So she's, she's going to be attending that. Oh, but um, she, she got the first email and she got that the, the kind of cheat sheet download that you include. Yeah, yeah. So um, she downloaded that anyway and she's starting to go through things and she's only on the, the first couple of steps. And unfortunately, I had to go. I had to go somewhere else. But um, like 10 minutes before we get in this call, uh, my phone starts ringing and it's my little sister. And she's like, Paul, are you okay to talk? I'm like, yeah, is everything okay? And she's like, oh no, I went out to the shops and I bought like pen and paper and notepads and I'm going through Amazon and I'm, I'm looking at those restricted categories, seeing what I can and can't sell. And I've, I've got a few things written down. I'm, I've written down like what I'm passionate about. and I've had this touch list this touch list all day and uh, you know I'm so excited to go ahead and get started and I'm like that is so cool (laughs) (laughs) you know what that is awesome because you know it it does start you know it does start small just to even get the creativity and and to understand to know how things can work outside of just the typical workforce and um, that that's really that's really cool Uh, and, and I think too you should you should listen to her because She's probably into some stuff that we're not even familiar with. And I can't, I always talk about that even on the workshop where I've talked about it in the free private label uh, course. It's kind of like, you know, go back to your earlier self or your kids and see what they're into because sometimes there's things you're overlooking because you're just not into them. Oh, yeah, big time. But but what I did say to her yesterday is um, when she, when she was asking me about different things and um, we were talking away about it anyway. And she did get to a stage where she's like, oh, you know, it sounds like a lot of work. And I had to say to her, look, you just take things step by step. Just take things every single day. That's actually why I sent her to your private label course initially. I was like, look, this guy, Scotty, puts out, um, he's going to send you an email once a day. And uh, she's like, how come only once a day? And I was like, because you're not going to get overwhelmed then. <laughs> exactly. You know? And I'm like, step by I'm like, step. yeah. So, uh, so she's going through all that sort of stuff anyway. But I say the same thing to anybody who asks me this sort of stuff is don't get overwhelmed because people think that you have to, you know, look for a product and find your supplier and contact your supplier and send them money. They think you have to do that all in one sort of night and that your, your product will be on Amazon the next day. No, just take things step by step. I mean, it's, it's always the small steps that'll get your goal. I mean, even if you only want to spend 10 minutes a day on building up this business. I mean, even to sign up to Amazon, that can be one day. Sign up for a, a, an account with Seller Central. Just go to sellercentral.amazon.com. You know, it takes probably less than 10 minutes to sign up. You know, maybe the next day, download like Jungle Scout or Unicorn Smasher or one of those sort of things. Do a bit of research or even create your touch list. And maybe then the following day, that's when you might want to use Jungle Scout or whatever it might be. Yeah. You know, what? everything is step by step. That And that's that's really the key to all this sort of stuff is step by step. I mean, even just going back on the story that I've just talked about here the past hour or so, you know, there was roadblocks in the way, but I took everything step by step. And, you know, I'm here now. I'm still doing it. Yeah, no, that's awesome. It's a great, that's a great uh, little bit of advice there. And it's just, to me, it's, I mean, I think the message here should be just like one step at a time, right? It's like put one foot in front of the other and, and just keep moving. And, and, you know, you're going to get stopped every now and then, but you just got to figure out how to get around that one thing. And, and I do believe that, you know, these things will lead you to the next thing. And that next thing could be your own e-commerce store. And then from there, it could be your own channel. And then it could be, 
Facebook ads to your own funnel and, and all kinds of stuff. But you're going to exactly. learn so much through yeah. that process. Oh, well, I know from my own experience, even with things like off of Amazon that I've done over the past 10 years, like like I said at the beginning, one thing leads you to another, which leads you to another. Absolutely. All right, Paul. Well, it looks like you got a business partner in your little sister there. So I'd listen to her and bring her on board will, yeah. uh, <laughs> and, uh, and just capitalize on, on her creativity and, and just really being able to, to me, I, I guess it would be like identifying it from another set of eyes, uh, which is really cool. So I want to thank you once again and uh, you know let everyone know too about your podcast, The Income Highway. Uh, you can find that by heading over to theincomehighway.com. Check him out. Um, Paul's a really cool guy. Uh, like I said, he reached out to me and wanted to have me on his on his show and, and really just kind of talk about this stuff. And, and and we did. And I think that episode went live today, right, Paul? Yeah, episode 20 went live today. Yeah, nice. So uh, that's awesome. So I want to thank you once again for taking time out of your day and uh, all the way from Ireland, by the way, and putting and kind of debunking the whole thing of like, how do you sell from another country into the, you know, into, uh, you know, uh, Amazon, you know, in the States, like, how does it, you just proved it again. So I rest my case guys. Um, really no excuses. Just get out there and make something happen. So Paul, thanks once again. I appreciate it. We'll let you get on with your day and uh, good luck to you and stay in touch. Thanks so much for having me, Scott. Had a great time. All right, man. Take care. Cheers. All right. So there you have it, right? Another great interview, another great story. And I just, again, want to highlight it that, you know, as you're going through this, this journey or this path that you're going down, understand that there's going to be ups and downs and also understand that there's going to be fear, right? And a lot of fear out there is, you know, I don't have a lot to get started with and I get it, right? But you can start with whatever you have. Yes, you might not, you know, you might not experience the results that Paul has experienced and that's okay, but you're going to learn through that process. And I'm not saying you have to go out there and just use 30 bucks. If you have more to invest, then go ahead and go for it. But it doesn't mean that you have to, but I love, love sharing stories like that. I like digging in a little bit deeper, not to mention, you know, Paul could have a little bit of a business partner there with his sister. I think that's pretty cool as well. So pretty cool. I uh, want to remind you guys that uh, I was featured on his uh, on his podcast, The Income Highway. You can find that at theincomehighway.com and it is episode 20, I believe it was, and uh, he's also got me featured there uh, up on his up on his uh, sidebar there, so you can go check that out if you're interested. I did want to also remind you about the show notes. We're going to have full transcripts and show notes for this episode over at theamazingseller.com forward slash 266. Again, that's theamazingseller.com forward slash 266, and then the last little reminder for you, if you didn't Maybe you didn't listen to the beginning. Maybe you just fast forwarded. And if you did, well, here it is again. We're doing a live event in Phoenix, Arizona on November 5th and 6th. If you want details on how you can attend that live in-person event, two days, we're going to be there. We're going to be just having a blast and really learning and breaking through our businesses. Um, If you want to attend that or information about that, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash live. All right. And that'll be on the show notes, of course. All right. So that's it, guys. That's going to wrap up this episode. I want to remind you one more time. I'm going to remind you guys again. I'm here for you and I believe in you and I'm rooting for you. But you have to. You have to. Come on. Say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. No excuses. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day. And I'll see you right back here on the next episode.